Today on CityCast Philly, I feel like Philly has a lot of different nicknames. Some people say it's the city of neighborhoods, and that's definitely true. We take pride in the neighborhoods we live in. Each one is unique and has a beautiful, rich history. That's why we want to explore some of them on the show. We're going to start with Chinatown because that neighborhood has faced a lot of change over the past decades. Even as recently as this summer, when plans were proposed to build a new 76ers arena, smack in the middle of this cultural and business district. So I'm talking to someone who grew up in the neighborhood and is working to preserve it. It's Tuesday, September 27th, 2022. I'm Trinae Nuri, and this is CityCast Philly. Wei Chen, you work with Asian Americans United, an advocacy group that works to preserve Philly's Asian American culture and legacy. And my producers tell me that you grew up in Chinatown, right? Yes, Nay. I am growing up in Chinatown, but I am not born here. I came to U.S. as the age of 16. Since I moved to Philly, I never moved to anywhere. So I would say even now, I'm not living in Chinatown, but I grew up in Chinatown. I work in Chinatown, purchase in Chinatown. Uh, I celebrate my community event in Chinatown. I hang out with a friend in Chinatown. I, and I work in Chinatown. So how am I not say I'm not growing up in Chinatown, right? right? So what was the neighborhood like when you were a teenager? So the neighborhood was very uh, simple and very chill. Um, wasn't so many uh, tourism come to Chinatown in that moment. And, uh, but this was uh, a lot of teenagers and elderly can hang out around the Chinatown space. Mm-hmm. And then more affordable space to go to. When I say affordable space to go to, like, you know, a place that you can get affordable bubble tea and right. like, you know, coffee during the morning, right? Because uh, during that moment, everything was not increased and it's not expensive yet. So, and right. this is more like, you know, uh, affordable uh, to live in Chinatown. And I remember this, a lot of my schoolmates and a lot of teenagers were living in Chinatown, a lot of more like an you know, immigrant living in Chinatown than today. How would you say it's changed in size? Have you seen some of those favorite places, like you mentioned, where you would hang out with your friends and, you know, have treats? Have those businesses kind of disappeared or, there's, or are they still there? Well, many space, uh, I would say half of this space is dip- disappeared already. Um, because uh, increase of uh, property price and increase of uh, everything like right. material costs, um, many store is not, I will not say not affordable, but it's very increasing the price that people is not willing to feel comfortable to go there anymore. So this is one of our uh, worry that uh, community will change toward to more gentrified uh, area. But this is the reason why our generation continue to talk about the story that from the older generation. And our generation keep doing more investigation about how to protect our Chinatown. Yeah. And when you see those businesses disappear, how does that make you feel? It's very sad, actually. It's very sad to see a business disappear because sometimes you uh, live in Chinatown or Purchase food from Chinatown is not just about, oh, the food is delicious. Oh, this is affordable. 
it's more about the connection between you and the business owner, right? And you, you, often you have to talk to the business, small business owner, like, you know, how you cook this food, how you make this good. And the business mm-hmm. owners start talk about their personal story related to the food they produce, right? It helps you to connect one and another together as a community. It's about the neighborhood. It's, a, it's about a building a strong neighborhood of humanity between one and another. I love that. Unfortunately, though, it seems like over the past few years and decades, really, many community organizations like yours have had to fight off development projects to keep Philly's Chinatown intact. Can you tell me a little bit about that history? Oh, today, trust me, Chinatown have to fight always. We always have to fight to preserve or to protect this community. There's multiple proposal in the history trying to damage Chinatown. Five decades ago, the Vine Street Expressway was trying to take, you know, take over Chinatown, locking down a more house, so so they can build expressway uh, across in Chinatown, breaking the community into part. And in 2000, uh, city trying to build a baseball stadium in Chinatown North Side. And what you know, remember that. the stadium is beyond that, like, you know, a stadium. <laughs> it's just kind of locking down a community. And in 2006, uh, Fox World Casino was trying to build in Chinatown. You know, that is another big proposal. Right. Um, so there's been very bad, like, you know, example of a uh, big proposal come to Chinatown. The reason why we have Chinatown today still have a, still have a people living in Chinatown, still have a small business, that's providing affordable food to the community and outside of the community. And the food is very good. And <laughs> we still have uh, people who celebrate the culture in this community because we fight. We fight very hard to protect this community. Mm-hmm. You know, Wei, I'm curious because the city and the developers for these projects often claim that residents are going to benefit so much. Like the recent proposal for the new 76er stadium in Chinatown is going to bring so much foot traffic to local businesses, etc. How do you respond to those claims? I won't say there's a benefit to Chinatown uh, business for 76ers proposal because they, they, they have no understanding about how Chinatown getting the business. A lot of people still assuming that, you know, Chinatown is getting benefit because of tourists and people from outside of the town to purchase here. But they don't know. A lot of the business and small business of their customer is from this community. And when I say this community means people who have no place to live in Chinatown, they have to choose to live in South Philly and Northeast and West Philly. They all come together in Philadelphia, Chinatown, to getting their food. So you've mentioned that a lot of people who do patronize these businesses, they don't necessarily live in Chinatown anymore. They've moved to maybe like South Philly, like your mom, or maybe in the Northeast or other areas. Would you say part of the reason why people left Chinatown has to do with housing and there not being enough space for families now? Uh, It's true that we do not have enough housing in Chinatown. Because the Central City uh, area includes Chinatown, property price is increased. Right. Yeah. Right. I mean, rent everywhere has increased. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Everywhere increased uh, property price. And uh, with a situation like you know, a lot of new immigrants is not affordable, 
I would say a lot of immigrants come to this country. We will land in Chinatown first. A lot of immigrants come to this country with language barrier and also a culture barrier, and also with a short resource for the housing, right outside of Chinatown, right. So they will choose landing Chinatown first, either stay Chinatown for a couple months or a couple years, and then they seeking for the a bigger house, uh, surrounding Chinatown. Like you know, new baby come to it, and people want to have uh, their uh independent house, but you know, surrounding China is impossible. It's not affordable to purchase. Is there a way to balance preserving Chinatown while also allowing for development? And what might that look like? Um, yes, I would say the development is necessary in in this moment, right? We can keep you know everything old and cannot you know not change, but the development have to form the community, from the community perspective. From the community organization and the people who live in Chinatown making decision about what do we want for this uh, area and this neighborhood, it's it's not that something a giant proposal dumping to your community, right? And when you're not ready, when you say when you say no, and they're pushing back to you, this is not a a peaceful or ego platform to a uh, developing community. It's oppression. It's across our community, right? That's the reason why our organization have a long history fight against a big proposal because none of these will think about Chinatown first. They think about their pocket first, <laughs> their benefit, and how how they make money first. How convenient for them to to make money first. That's why in the past couple of years, our youth program during the summer they've been doing a lot of interview and. Uh, service talk to elderly, young people, working class people, include their parents and themselves, um, to getting more feedback about what do we need for this community. The top one is about the housing, mm. affordable housing and senior housing, right? Mm-hmm. Another one is about green space. We do not have enough convenient green space, right? Mm-hmm. A third one is about the indoor community center that accessible, affordable, and available. This is a very necessary and very urgent for our our community, right? So, and the fourth one is about the parking, right? We are we do not have a parking space in this moment, and even though people say, even though people say, yeah, your parking space is only eighty percent full, you still have a twenty percent room. Come on, this is still in the pandemic. Our pandemic is not ending yet. And once you know we come back in person, the parking space is definitely not enough, right? Wait, why do you think Chinatown has been picked frequently for these development projects? I like this question. Why Chinatown has been uh, picked all the time? It's beyond that Philadelphia Chinatown, right? Because a lot of people feel like, you know, Asian people, Chinese people cannot fight. They don't have a political power. They will not resist. They they feel like you know it's easier to bully and to to oppress this community, and nobody will fight against them. That's why they trying to put everything right in this community, right? When we think this way, right? When we think about this way, 
then you will feel like you know it's beyond that Chinatown. A lot of people who are color community neighborhood, they are facing same issue, right? Because they feel like you know the the developer feel this is a poor people, they will not fight against me. Hell no, this is our home and the community. It's beyond that community. This is our home. We're not going to give up, and Chinatown is not for sale, and we're not moving. On that note, Wei Chen, thank you so much for being on CityCast Philly today. Thank you. And here's what else Philly's talking about. Tenants at the University City townhomes now have until December 27th to find a new place to live. According to Billy Penn, two weeks before the housing unit subsidies were set to expire, the property owner reached an agreement with the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development to extend the contract again. About 58 of the approximately 70 families living in the housing complex right now are still looking for new places to live. SEPTA's King of Prussia rail project just took another step. Last week, its board of directors voted to acquire about 70 properties in and around the proposed rail site. The KOP rail project would extend the already existing Norristown high-speed line, four miles into King of Prussia. And speaking of mass transit, make sure you're not driving or blocking bus lanes downtown. Starting this week, Philly Cops, Septus Transit, and PPA officers will be enforcing no stopping or no standing offenses in designated bus lanes. According to the Inquirer, the lanes to watch out for are on Chestnut Street between 23rd and 6th Streets, Market Street between 20th and 6th Streets, and JFK Boulevard between 15th and 19th Streets. I know that's a lot, but just know if you block mass transit, fines are $101. Yikes. That's all for today here on CityCast Philly. But before I say goodbye, can I ask you to do something for me? Just tell one friend about this podcast and tell them to subscribe to our morning newsletter. It's called Hey Philly. We'll be back Thursday morning with more news from around the city. Bye. And my producer, my, it's always going to be a blooper, I swear. Okay.